0: Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio, but when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO Project, the MFCEO.com. i got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together.
1: Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can head on over to medterracbd.com right now and enter discount code Radio 15 to save 15% off your order. And uh, a lot of my friends and family and uh, my fans have been doing exactly that and they've been feeling the benefits of CBD and uh, hopefully you guys will do the same. And you can save 15% at Medterra cbd.com with discount code BIGMXRADIO15 As well as a huge shout out to our friends over at SickWicks S-I-C-W-I-C-K-S dot com You can go there right now and get the best soy based candles on the market They're awesome, I'm enjoying them My lovely girlfriend enjoys them And uh, I want you to enjoy them as well So head on over, they got a ton of great scents and the wax melts as well. If that, if you don't like uh, uh, burning candles, you like the wax melts, they're awesome. Check those out. And of course, bef- the you can't start a podcast without mentioning the Collective Experience. My good friend Dave Drakes over at the Collective Experience, fantastic guy. He wants you to give you an experience like no other and have you live your dreams of Supercross through the Collective Experience. You get to be in, injected into a Pro Racers program for the day, and uh, that includes talking about race strategy, breaking down film, just completely immersing yourself in in their, a Privateers program. And you need to take care; of it. you need to do that. You need to enjoy it, and uh, you can head on over to thecollectivexp.com right now and find out all things you need to know about that. Now, I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. I've been talking for a minute and forty five seconds, and uh, haven't really talked about too much Supercross. So I do appreciate you hanging in there with me, but this is a very special podcast. We're going to be talking about the Dallas Supercross and a few. This is a, after seven rounds, so pretty big sample size to to basically kind of break down the series a little bit. As well as we also have a very special guest in studio today that uh, will be joining us, and that uh, I've mentioned her a few times on the podcast over the last little while, and that is of course my lovely girlfriend Megan Hodges. Megan. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, I know you've been a listener for about five months, and uh, and now you're a guest on it. Uh, I really appreciate you making some time and talk a little bit of Supercross. Well, oh, thank you for having. Hey, no problem. Um, I'm. I'm this is going to be a lot of fun. We're just going of talk a little bit about the season that's been so far. We're seven rounds in. Uh, Cooper Webb. Um, totally unbeknownst to you, was having uh, a few really tough seasons uh, on a Yamaha. He's, he's now switched from KTM, uh, and he went from not winning any races uh, as a 450 pro uh, after being quite dominant in the 250 class. Uh, he, he had never won before. Seven rounds in, he's got four wins, including uh, this last weekend where he won by the closest margin ever recorded in Supercross history, which was .028. Of a second, uh, which he was able to win by basically a few spokes um, ahead of Ken Roxon. Um, like, tell tell me a little bit about just just like watching the sport so far. And I know that you've uh, like just as you fall in love with me, you fall in love with motocross a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. I think I kind of get into it a lot because, of course, you're into it so much. So I, I really like to kind of um fully watch it as much as you do and kind of like and see it through your eyes and your perspective and stuff like that so I like to be able to kind of I yeah I might not know the names and I might not know exactly like what everything is and and how it works and the whole process but I like being able to kind of sit there and watch and then be excited about things that might not be right to be excited about but I like to enjoy it and because it is a really interesting and fun sport to watch even if you don't know what's going on but um I don't know. I, I really like watching it, and then having you kind of tell me what's happening, and and uh, it's it's not too hard to follow along, and it's kind of easy to uh, to find uh, someone to be impressed over um, over like an evening or a race, um, or specifically like the LCQs or something like that. So I, I really enjoy that.
1: For sure, and uh, anytime you get an opportunity to uh, watch the LCQs, they're always action-packed, crashes, there's a lot of the line, um, probably some of the most exciting racing all night. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you're really new to the sport. Obviously you, you weren't, uh, watching it at, at even a fan level prior to the season. Um, you've had some questions for me, but do you also feel that, uh, the broadcast is sort of geared towards new list, new viewers and, and stuff like that? Of course, uh, that's something that, uh, uh maybe hardcore fans like me, um, Like kind of despise because there's so much kind of new like or like kind of uh, basic information that's given out. But for for someone like you, that's probably a big help.
2: Yeah, um, there. I know that uh, that uh, Ricky Carmichael and the other broadcasters like to um, kind of explain things as the race is going on, which is quite helpful. And like knowing knowing who's on what team and uh, who they're riding for and what they're doing and. Where they came from, and even during the commercial breaks, they kind of roll some some uh, videos that are really interesting, and uh, some where some guys came from and what they had to go through to kind of work up and and uh, and become who they are right now and where they are right now. And I really like to see that kind of stuff, and even uh, the commercials they run about uh, women in motocross. I like that.
1: Yeah, you yeah. yeah. This last weekend, you watched the uh, makeup to mud segment. Not a huge fan of the name of it. <laughs> per se but just the message of of uh, promoting women in racing and of course you're you're a female athlete in your own right and a damn good one if i don't say so myself uh so um yeah like like so you've been watching for a little bit now uh this actually season um it has been pretty like pretty wild as far as the the, the results um of course that's maybe not like having no pre- preconceived notions that maybe doesn't it it doesn't seem as wacky to you as it does to me mainly because there's a couple of guys that haven't have not yet won who i would have predicted have won so far um have you chose a a favorite rider yet have you thought of somebody that you'd like to start cheering for um and and so who's that guy
2: oh i don't know actually that's a good question um i don't know i was really enjoying that kind of that uh that really close um just that ending there, that really close one between Roxanne and Webb. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And um, I don't think I necessarily have a favorite. I just I like to kind of uh, I'm I'm the classic bandwagoner. I just mm-hmm. cheer for whoever's in the in the lead and just and cheer for the for the passes and for the for the takedowns and stuff like that. I really like those. Yeah, I just like the action. So.
1: Oh, and you, like for, as far as takedowns and the action goes, like the LCQ from the 250 class yeah. in Minneapolis, that was uh, yeah. <laughs> about as action-packed as it gets. Um, guys going down left, right? Um, does, uh, when, when you watch these guys race and how often uh, they hit the deck, does it uh, make you uh, at all anxious about watching me do the same thing this summer?
2: <laughs> Obviously. That, that honestly is probably one of... The thing, one thing I fear the most about uh, the approaching summer, but um, I, I know that you'll take care Thanks, of babe. yourself, but <laughs> but, um, but honestly, I just, uh, I, I know that a lot of guys get hurt, but at the same time, I know that they get knocked down and they come, they stand right back up. Like that, I don't know who it was, but that one guy got rolled over. Like Lane Shaw. Yeah, he got rolled over like five times, and you said he just walked off. He's fine.
1: Yeah, he's, he he claims to have reason. finished the race. I don't I don't think there's footage of him limping that uh, body and bike across the finish line. <laughs> um, but either way, he was able to uh, uh, record a finish with that, and that was pretty impressive. Um, as far as like, um, is there anything that's confusing to you? Um, as far as the racing goes, like we're just kind of talking a little bit about how the like the early portion races, uh, like the heat races and stuff like that. As a new fan, is it kind of weird to understand that those races aren't exactly for points or like the championship scoring? That's literally just for for gate pick. Like is is that is that a weird thing that we do?
2: Um, I don't think it's weird. I think the I think the thing that confuses me a lot is like how scoring works in general. Because I think. Cooper Webb always has the the red plate, but he never really finishes first. Am I correct about that? Or
1: uh, Ken Roxon? Ken Roxon had not won yet, and he, yeah. he, he had the red plate. And he going always into. has
2: the red plate. So I, yeah. I, that's that's something that confuses me a lot. How you can have the red plate and just like not be like finishing at all first. So that's yeah. something that really confuses me, and uh, I don't know if it's like, what the mm-hmm. aspect behind that is, but, um, no, I don't think it's, I don't think the, it's, I don't think it's weird, I think it's very unique in the way that the points are given away, obviously, but, um, but no, I think it's, I think it just kind of makes it more unique than the rest of the sports.
1: Right. Um, the, the weird, like, the thing is about motocross, and uh, maybe this is something that I haven't actually really taken the time to explain to you so far, is that, um, in the main events, uh, after the races or, or the, as results are tabulated uh, first place is receives 20 26 points for the win uh, 24 point or uh, 23 points goes to your second place rider and then uh, and then it goes two points separate each position on back to I believe tenth or maybe eighth or fifth fifth and then it's one point point. Her position on back so um, obviously you get like a little bit of a boost for winning that race you get like a basically a, a third point as a separator that a lot of uh, guys uh, really need to like get themselves that much further up with the points the reason why Cooper Webb even now that he's uh, I believe he was two points back or maybe one point back going into Dallas, um, he now, even though he, like, won the race, only now has a two-point gap over uh, Ken Rockson because Ken Rockson was right behind him who received uh, only three less points than he did. So even though second so, place, like, he he stays closer in the points.
2: So he's just collectively gaining more and more points yeah. because he's so close to the top every yeah. time. Yeah, all the
1: time, yeah. yeah, whereas the couple of times that Cooper Webb didn't get, like, he... The only time, like literally, he's either won or not even been on the podium. Yeah. So, uh, and then with Ken is he, I think I believe Ken Roxon has been on the podium every single round, if not, uh, and if he hasn't been on there, he's only missing one. So that consistency yeah. and being close to the front is what's allowed him to amass the ch- the the uh, the points he has right now, uh, except for of course the the wins.
2: So I guess my question to you is: So who's the better athlete, the one who ends up on the podium or the one who's Gathering more uh, points as the, the 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 races go on.
1: Well, consistency always wins championships. That's sort yeah. of like a um, kind of that goes with all sports, um, of course. Uh, on pure riding skill, I think you'd always always have to go with the uh, the guy who's leading the races and winning the races. Uh, a lot of times, like say, like uh, in the past, there's been riders who. Um, they string together a couple of wins here and there, but for the most part, they're just a second, third place guy versus a, uh, a guy who's leading all the time. Like say like in the last two years, Eli Tomac uh, won 17 races over two, over tier, two year period and didn't win, win a championship. But in the most eyes, he's the, he's the better guy. Even though he didn't win those championships, so um, when you're talking about what, who the fans consider to be the best, it all it comes down to wins. Just because uh, collecting those those uh, um, like a, a number of, of wins over a season just basically proves that you're the you're at least the fastest guy all the time. But uh, like if you're not if you're not necessarily the most consistent. Um, then uh, you're you're gonna like you're you're gonna have those wins, but also you're gonna have some tens and elevens and maybe even a DNF somewhere in there, a yeah. uh, did not finish, um, which uh, will, will kind of derail your season a little bit. And, and we've seen that in the past. The guys who can be really fast and really consistent, those are the guys who end up winning championships. And uh, I guess that's how, that's how it should be. So. Uh, um, Couple of last couple of questions for you before uh, we send it to this really important interview that we did with uh, Jay Hardenbach, who uh, is the CEO of Medterra CBD. We'll be throwing that, to, throwing, that uh, throwing it to him right away here on the Big MX Radio podcast. But, uh, um What is, uh, would you say is sort of your, your favorite thing about the sport, uh, so far, just kind of like dipping your toes into it so far. And, uh, like, is it, is it the, the action? Is it seeing these guys, uh, battle tooth and nail or they actually end up taking each other out a little bit? Um, or is it seeing guys kind of battle through the adversity and, and, and working their way to the front of the pack?
2: I actually, um, like now that I've kind of seen more than just one race, I, I thoroughly enjoy the LCQs. I find that so entertaining and especially since Minneapolis I thought that was like just hilarious just watching these guys um they do they like you're right they do like they battle and they 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 put so much effort into to kind of get it, to making it to at least fourth but like they end up knocking each other down and stuff like that I find that very entertaining and um and and honestly it makes for a really cool race you know so yeah I find that's probably the most entertaining
1: I totally cities. agree The LCQ is always action-packed. I look forward to them every single weekend just because there's so much on the line, and these guys uh, are literally a lot of times fighting for their livelihood as far as getting paid because a lot of these guys... um, like the, 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 there's a, a decent bump for from going from uh, just making it into like the like the the fifth spot in the LC in the LCQ, uh to say if you get in the and in, you get in the main event and you end up 16th. Um, but uh, last question for you before we throw it over to uh, Jay Hartenbach here on the Big MX Radio podcast is uh, now that you've seen the racing, uh, you see what these guys do and you also have watched uh, the, the the makeup to mud, um, which is of course your your, your favorite segment. Uh, do you think? How long will it be before I can convince you to throw your leg over one of these things? Uh,
2: um, I mean, I'm I'm ready to do it whenever you are. But my only issue is uh, I am quite short. I am only five two, so I can't uh, I can't be getting on something that I can't put my feet down.
1: Okay. while I'm on it, so. we'll get you a little something.
2: Yeah, it'll have to be something small from when you were a kid. So
1: mm.
2: I don't know. Uh, whenever you can get me one of those, then let's do it.
1: Alright, perfect. Well, uh, with that, let's head on over to the interview that I did uh, this afternoon with Jay Hartenbach, the CEO of Medterra CBD. And of course, don't forget that you can save 15% off your order at Medterra CBD when you lock in discount code BIGMXRADIO15. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by MedTerra CBD. You can head on over to medterracbd.com right now and save 15% by locking in discount code Big MX Radio 15 I am your host, Brad Gebhart, with us on the line, a very special guest. We've been trying to get him on the podcast. He's dodged it a few times. We finally nailed him down here on a Monday afternoon. He is the CEO of MedTerra CBD and a good friend of mine, Jay Hartenbach. Jay, how's it going? Hey, doing well. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thank you for making time for us. It's uh, it's a pleasure to hear you all the way from California, sending those warm vibes up to uh, friendly Manitoba, where I'm from. Uh, I hope all is well on a Monday afternoon. It is. Yeah, we're,
0: we're doing really well. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry I was dodging a little bit, didn't uh, just <laughs> crazy over here since the farm
1: bill passed but you know it's, it's always often awesome to discuss cbd and to hopefully educate some people for sure the bullets are flying and and you yourself are rising to the occasion you and your team absolutely crushing it and we'll get into uh, how big that uh that team has grown in just a short amount of time over the last little bit here but uh before we get into uh like the cbd the effects the benefits and all those amazing things that people can get out of your product let's get to know you a little bit uh who the heck is jay hardenbach and uh uh how'd you get to where you're at today
0: yeah absolutely so you know i had the opportunity to, to start Medterra with a good friend so kind of starting you know looking way back i was actually studying biomedical engineering uh, in school really interested on the science side of things Uh um, but also had some interest in business and ended up going up to grad school. And after I'd finished grad school, a good friend of mine from college had reached out to me who had significant experience in the hemp industry on um, more of the agricultural side. So both domestically in the United States and internationally, had been working with some hemp farmers. And he had reached out to me because he knew I had some experience in online marketing and wanted to know if I wanted to start a CBD company specializing in supplying the bulk CBD isolate to various manufacturers. And at the time, I didn't really know much about CBD, but I knew that, obviously, it was kind of a part of this growing cannabis trend and was you know certainly interested in hearing more. And uh, we took that initial conversation and ended up forming Medterra, which at the time started in my living room. And our focus was exactly that. So we were, we found a really high quality farm in just outside of Lexington, Kentucky to supply us with the bulk isolate. Uh, And then it was our job to help them sell it and, and kind of distribute it to various manufacturers. And where we found a lot of success was we had a very compliant farm that was doing things the right way, not using pesticides. And because it was a farm that was scaling, we were able to offer price points that were kind of better than the more uh, you know, unprofessional organizations. And while we were doing that, we saw a, an incredible opportunity to look more on the retail side and start developing our own retail products, which is what really kicked off what Mentor is today in selling CBD retail products both domestically and internationally at fair, affordable prices while still maintaining that high quality that we started with in selling old
1: Absolutely no, So uh, working through a, a farm in Kentucky seems to be something that you guys really drive home as, as, as an important and integral part of uh, not only your brand Medterra, but the, uh, just the, the CBD product that you, you create. What is it about uh, working with, with that particular farm in that particular area that makes uh, your product so special?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So, you know, when in the United States in 2014, when the Farm Bill passed, allowing hemp to be cultivated for the first time in the U.S. since really 1937, the two states that were really out front in the open were Kentucky and Colorado. And those states just had a lot of experience uh, very early on with growing the hemp and processing the hemp. So it's, we're very proud of Kentucky, and Kentucky's done a fantastic job. What well, we're really proud and excited about, you know, and this could be a farm in Colorado, ours just so happens to be in Kentucky, was one, it being a single source location. So a lot of CBD companies really rely on brokers to kind of source the CBD, and they're not, they don't really care, or they're somewhat indifferent to where it comes from. And that always brings in kind of quality concerns and testing concerns. So when we really hammer home our farm in Kentucky, it really is to brag about the fact that we know it's single source. If you ever want to go visit the farm, then you just go outside of Lexington, Kentucky, and you can actually see the hemp plants that are being cultivated specifically for Medterra. So that single source side of it really is one fantastic thing because you get that quality, but also you can kind of demand, you can kind of scale and and kind of plan out your business for the demand uh, because you know know, what you're looking at and you can work directly with that farmer to make sure that they're allotting enough land for you or enough isolate for you as you scale your business.
1: For sure. So, like, you're a really hands-on guy. I can tell that from uh, just how how uh, just integral you are with your team, and they seem to really rally around you as you're you've developed this. Um, how has uh, Medterra sort of like shaped? Uh, how have you shaped Medterra's vision and uh, kind of developing into it what it's became? And uh, um, sort of where would you like to, to actually eventually see it go?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, we've been really lucky with the team that we've had. When we started, like I said, in my living room, it was just a couple of friends that we kind of convinced to go on this crazy journey with us. And, and now, as we've expanded to the team much larger, we've kind of kept that same principle, right? You know, when you're working with your your good friends, it's really hard to micromanage them because they just tell you to, to basically screw off. Yes. Um, and so we kind of kept that same management principle as we expanded beyond our friend, friends and family group. And so, You know, look, people inherently, if they've got the right motivation, the right incentive, and have the freedom to kind of operate and execute their own ideas, I believe, for the most part, do really well. So, obviously, you have to start with talented people, but you really try and stay away from micromanaging. One, there's just too much stuff going on to kind of see every little detail. So, you've got to put trust in your team, and that trust has been largely rewarded with Mentera because... All the employees take ownership in the work that they do and, and really care about the industry because, you know, we're not just selling any normal product. These products actually can help people and make a difference in people's lives, and the employees really take pride in that.
1: Absolutely. So let's talk about how people can in- in- increase increase their prior uh, their uh, increase their quality of life and, and how these products can uh, can can be so effective. I know I've been benefiting uh, as well as my girlfriend and even uh, her dogs have been uh, have been. Be- uh, Benefiting as well. Um, let's talk about the endocannabinoid system and how it works and how you feed it. Like, uh, I, you're, you know, a whole lot more than I do, but th- this has been really exciting to sort of learn about and, uh, just, um, for me, the, like, some of the anxiety that I've had in the past, insomnia, uh, and inflammation, a lot of things have been taken care of, uh, just by, like, bringing CBD into my daily routine. And, uh, maybe you can explain why.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just talking about the endocannabinoid system. So your body has a system or a a set of receptors throughout the body that work directly with cannabinoids. And so this actually is a relatively new medical discovery. They they really discovered it in the early nineties. And so your body uh, produces cannabinoids, right? So that's where the endo comes in. So your body actually can produce its own cannabinoids, just like, uh, any type of biomarker or like a hormonal response, right, to some type of stimulus, right? So, you know, if you see a snake, right, then your firefight kicks in, right? Your body changes its biochemistry to increase your heart rate um, and, you know, kind of move some of the blood out of the stomach into the extremities so that you can be faster to run or attack. The same thing works with the endocannabinoid system. So the system basically relies on cues or, cannabinoids within the body to to set out different uh, hormonal cascades to react to different stimuli, right? So uh, we've seen with CBD it has the potential to help with anxiety uh, because there is a cannabinoid receptor in the brain that when it sees the presence of CBD it it basically kicks in that chain reaction that could potentially modulate the serotonin level. The one thing that we have to be really careful about is CBD is still really new and the endocannabinoid system is still really new in the grand schemes of, of modern science and so there's still a lot of unknowns as to exactly why things work but they have an idea just based on seeing the results of, of people and the benefits of, of what it's doing so your body already has a system in place to interact with cannabinoids now just like any other system sometimes things can get a little out of whack and so that's where the endocannabinoid system can be benefited by phytocannabinoids or cannabinoids that are basically grown in plants, right? So a lot of times we get the question, well, if it is produced within the body and I have my own endocannabinoid system, why would I ever need to introduce CBD, you know, from an external source like a plant? And it's just like any other uh, part of your body, right? You know, people will take melatonin if they have trouble sleeping, right? You know, your body naturally produces melatonin, Right, but maybe you stare at your screen too long at night, or maybe you're a little stressed out. So we can always supplement and help the body uh, externally to kind of make sure that it gets back on that normal track.
1: For sure, and and uh, and you you yourself must have uh, um, like used CBD products uh, before, like and and actually felt the uh, the effects of it prior to uh, kind of diving in. with both feet like what was your first experiences with it and uh, like were you skeptical at all uh, of basically a system that prior to uh, at a certain point in your life you had no idea the system in your body existed um, is it was it was it like uh, what was that experience like for you because there's a lot of people that this is a very new experience for them it's a very new uh, s- just set of information like you, you when we learn about the body growing up we hear we learn about the circulatory system the skeletal system at no point during our biologic, uh, biology class did they uh, talk about uh, uh, the endocannabinoid system. Um, like, what was that process like for you introducing those products into your system? And uh, and maybe you can get into that a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think anyone that says they weren't skeptical is either lying or just, I guess, believes everything, right? You know, you've got this compound that reportedly can dramatically help with the inflammatory response and also has some neurological benefits, like I mentioned, there are some studies that show that it might be able to modulate serotonin levels. So uh, with someone with a little bit more of a science background, uh, maybe a traditional person, I obviously was, was very skeptical. And what really kind of changed my mind was actually, not necessarily myself, but doing the research um, and actually seeing what the preliminary results were, were showing uh, and not, you know, anecdotal evidence, but real evidence that were conducted by, uh, you know, academic science or academic PhDs and, and physicians. Um, there was very little research in the U.S., but a lot of it was, was abroad. And so when we started looking at, you know, hey, is this an actual business? And 100%, I started buying all the other competitor products. And, you know, as someone that's, you know, younger that may not necessarily have rheumatoid or systematic ar- arthritis, you know, I was always, you know, very little stressed out with my, my more corporate job that I was doing at the time. And that was the thing I noticed. The CBD is very different. And I think people that go in with the expectation that they're going to have this instantaneous uh, feeling or notice, notice the effects, like a THC-based product or a marijuana-based product, where you get that psychoactive effect, you know, within 15 minutes or a couple hours, CBD definitely takes a little bit more time, right? Um, it's a much more subtle improvement and we've actually had a lot of people come back to us and say they noticed the effects of it when they stopped taking it right because it kind of gradually builds in their system and when they stopped taking it and those effects you know kind of went away then they started noticing they were a little bit more sore or a little bit more anxious so um i obviously tried the products and part of the push for us was when we started looking at the retail brand was our friends and family saying you know, we're starting to use this product. We really, really like it and kind of demanding for it and saying, why can't you sell it to me? And I response is, well, I can't really sell you a kilogram of isolate because that's going for thousands of dollars. And so we started looking at, you know, kind of bringing our products to end consumers because they're having trouble ordering it online. And most of the companies selling online didn't really have very good customer service. And so we saw that was an opportunity to, to facilitate the sale of CBD to these end consumers that... You know, up until that point, we were really fell into it.
1: Absolutely, and you guys have a great list of products for the, for those who haven't already gone to MedterraCBD.com, I encourage you to do so, probably one of the most easily navigated websites uh, that I've come across as well as uh, just as you're kind of searching around, uh, you'll have uh, some of those uh, customer service reps uh, jump on there and, and just kind of almost as if you're you're walking through a retail store, ask you if you need any help with anything, which is really, really cool. Uh, I think that's a great program that you guys have on there um, that, that just really helps people kind of move around. Around the the website, which like I said, is extremely easy to use, and you also have on there the explanation of what is CBD and how it affects the body. Which so anyone that can go onto the website that has no information whatsoever can go educate themselves there. Um, but um, with the products that you guys have, like what was the thought process and the decision process of going with uh, the specific products that you guys have, whether it be the tincture or, uh, I actually, my personal favorite is, is the melatonin uh, or the the good morning. Pills, like, like uh, what was the thought process in doing the good, good morning uh, Pills, knowing full well that uh, uh, as a construction worker, I basically run on coffee, Jay?
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that, well, we obviously started with the, just the pure CBD oil products, right? Because that was, I don't know, our wheelhouse, and that was the easiest one to roll out. Uh, when we started, you know, kind of looking at the next evolution, I think it's just us as a group just never really, being happy with kind of the as is and always trying to you know, kind of push it to the next step. Look, CBD is this wonderful compound. I you know as the CEO of a CBD company, I'm a big believer in its capabilities, but I think it's it would be incorrect and, and relatively stupid to say that all these other natural ingredients that exist in the world can't help, right? And I think that's the mistake a lot of CBD companies make where they think it's this holy grail and, and nothing else can compare to it. And so... When we started looking at the next steps and saying, okay, what can we do besides a tincture or gel capsules or even a topical cream? It was what other ingredients would complement or improve the efficacy of the CBD? So that's where the good morning and melatonin came from was, look, CBD is great. It actually they've uh, down a lot of that CBD itself doesn't put you to sleep. It can help you feel more relaxed and more calm, but it doesn't actually activate... Uh, the, you know, the biochemical reaction that, that starts making you feel sleepy, right? And melatonin does. So what we said was, well, we've got this great compound that, that can certainly help with relaxation and calming. Maybe if we combine it with melatonin, then you really actually could get a restful night sleep. And so that's where we did the CBD melatonin. So the good morning is the same thing. CBD is really able to kind of kind of calm you down, but in the morning... You do need that little bit of energy, right? You know, especially if you're a right. construction worker or you're a student, uh, or really anyone that's just trying to kickstart their day. So we said, well, let's take the CBD because that'll have some of that calming effects. You know, when you think of the negatives of coffee, you really get like a lot of anxiety. Uh, there's typically a crash associated with it. So we said, let's bring the CBD in because that'll help, and then we'll take some caffeine that we naturally derive from guarana, and then we'll add in a little B6, B12. So we'll also include L-theanine, which is the amino acid found in green tea that uh, is associated with some calming effects, and then L-tyrosine, which actually has some neurological stimulation as well. So we'll take this whole blend of ingredients, and then we'll have the good morning pill. So you'll get the benefit of the CBD, obviously, with 25 milligrams of it. But there's all these other ingredients that will also assist in making a truly well-rounded product. And uh, that's had a lot of success, and people are a really big fan of it.
1: For sure, like it, it was, it didn't take very long for me to make it part of my morning routine. What was actually probably more difficult was making uh, a uh, a large cup of coffee not part of my morning routine. That's just been ingrained in me for so long. <laughs> um, between honestly, between that, the topical cream, which you guys have the the, the cooling cream, is uh, for a guy who like myself, who's in the gym four or five times a week. Pretty much always have something sore. Um, it's been a huge help for me. Between that and the good morning pills, I think it's a kind of a tie for what my favorite product is from you guys. Um, and what are some of the uh, the reactions that you've gotten back? Like anytime that you build something, no different than when I built the podcast, like when I get feedback from people who are like, dude, like you made my, dr- my drive home from work so much better now that I have this podcast or with you, uh, you're literally giving people uh, a higher quality of life. Uh, I I can't imagine how many uh, emails and test like not even testimonials just people who reach out to you and thank you for um, kind of unlocking a lot of things for them that uh, like say maybe they they were prior to your uh, products that they, they were housebound or they, they they couldn't go play with their kids or they, they couldn't fall asleep at night uh, that's got to be a good feeling yeah
0: absolutely you know I mean the the feedback has been huge and that's where you know I think when we first started selling the products online, uh, we've actually now kind of discounted them to where they they were initially, but when we first started in 2017 selling them online, the CBD online was so expensive that when we came out with what we thought was fair pricing, we got a lot of customers that came back and said, this can't be real, this isn't a real product, you know, uh, it's too cheap to be true. And so we actually temporarily increased the price because of the fact that um, people were, weren't believing it. And so at the time, we could have obviously, uh, you know, kept that price really high and charged even more just to stay in line with the market. But we know at the end of the day that people are benefiting from it. And, you know, and that's something that, look, as a company, you have to make money. But knowing that the that, that feedback and that testimonials are coming in, you want to make it as, as accessible to people, to as many people as possible. And, you know, as far as the feedback on the other products, we're definitely, I think, kind of entering a new space and there weren't a lot of CBD companies doing that now or really at the time that we started it. So, you really wait to hear that feedback. As a company, we're very e-commerce minded, even though we sell a lot of, uh, you know, we sell a lot of products at brick and mortar stores because usually that first order, you are losing money or you're making just a little bit of money because you've got to acquire that customer Where you make money is usually on that reorder. So, if we're selling products that don't ultimately work or really benefit people, then the business model kind of falls apart. And so that's where, when we did the good morning we're like, wow, I really hope this works. Uh, you know, the minimum runs on a custom shell capsule are not small. And so it was a pretty big investment. We believed in what we were doing. And, you know, fortunately, we were rewarded for that in
1: Absolutely, and that's one of the things that you guys seem to really want to drive home is that uh, making your products as affordable as possible just so that so many people can uh, welcome it into their uh, day-to-day routine. Like uh, that That's one barrier that you guys uh, seem to be able to um, help a lot of people out with uh, more than most of your competition or, or pretty much any other uh, brand. Well, I appreciate you saying
0: that.
1: Um, but so like, like, I, 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 love, I love your products. I love, um, just introducing it to people, educating them on it. Uh, I think there's a, uh, there's an overwhelming, uh, amount of maybe misconceptions or some, some knowledge that's just straight up not there. Um, what are some of the, of the a- apprehensions that people have when turning to a CDBD product? Um, like. Uh, a lot of people see it almost maybe too good to be true. Uh, some people think that oh if I start taking it and this is honestly something that I I've, I've heard from people that are like I don't want to take CBD because I don't want to know how good it feels or how like how like like how much of a good effect it can have knowing that now that I have to start taking this all the time, like say, similar to like say a protein powder, that like, you, you'll get the muscles that you want, but as soon as you stop taking protein, then like you don't quite get the same effect or something like, like along those lines. What are some of the apprehensions that people have when going to, uh, to trying the product? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, the first, the biggest one, and this is, you know, I think Canada is a little bit more advanced, but in the U S this uh, concern or apprehension that it's, that it's marijuana and that it's going to get that high. Uh, which, you know, we can assure them that that that's not the case. Actually, all of our products have the THC removed from it, so it's just pure CBD. Uh, So just one, just kind of getting people over the hump that no, this product's not going to get you high. You know, in the United States, over, I think it's like 55% of of people that are employed have to submit to a drug test, so that's usually the second apprehension that they're not going to fail the drug test because THC and marijuana are still federally illegal. And so, you know, if you fail a drug test, what are the results? And so, uh, you know, we can assure them that, that they're not going to fail a drug test because it's pure CBD. There's no THC in it. Um, so once they kind of get over those humps, then it, it really does become down to, like, the actual, you know, benefits of it, which, you know, I haven't heard anyone say, you know, I don't want to try it because it might make me feel really good, but I can totally understand that logic. The, You know, it's just this doesn't seem like it could be real, right? There's nothing that can... That really can make that big of a difference. That's not some type of prescription uh, that my doctor would have to get me. And so, you know, that's where we, I think, as a company, have made the decision. Look, so we don't really offer free samples because you got to try the product. It's going to kind of get into your system for it to, to really have that long term effect. But what we do is have a very generous refund policy. So buy the product, you can try the whole thing. If it's empty and you return it, we'll still give you your money back, right? And so. That, I think, has helped people get over the hump. Wow. You know, okay, now the legal concerns are out of the way. Um, and now I know that this company truly stands behind their product, and, um, you know, if I order it and it doesn't work for me, because it is not cheap, then at least I know that there's really no risk and I can get my money back, uh, which I think helps a lot of people with that, that purchasing decision initially. And, you know, right now, even with that generous refund policy, you know, our refund rate is below a percent. So we're, we're really happy with, obviously, what we're able to do with people. And, and because the refund rates are low, we're about as cherished as it comes, I think, to, to issuing those refunds.
1: For sure. You guys are, uh, like... Uh, probably an industry leader in customer care. I think that's one of the things, one of the feathers in your cap that you guys um, probably uh, regard the highest. Um, before we get we get to uh, anything else, I, I did want to uh, get your thoughts on a decision made by the uh, American Motorcycle Association this past week. After uh, um, motocross legend Chad Reed, he had a, a Medterra or he had a, C- a CBD company's logo on his helmet at um, the Minneapolis Supercross cross uh that basically flew under the radar of any but any uh officials and that was uh immediately nipped in the butt they've um basically banned any promotion of cbd products on any riders uh that compete in uh american motorcycle association events um i'm sure that's a disappointing thing for you obviously as as a company owner um what's your reaction to that that's a super that's a that's a bummer for me it's a bummer for uh, the sport of uh, supercross uh, and motocross because uh, I, I feel like like it's just it, uh, those same apprehensions as to why people um, wouldn't want to try CBD products in general uh, in the first place uh, seem to be that same barrier that the uh, the AMA is, is taking towards CBD and uh, that's locking you guys out of a, out of a demographic that I feel could really benefit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, I mean, obviously, it's really unfortunate news because of the fact, you know, um, you know they're they're making decisions, and and we see this a lot, especially in the U.S. Uh, we'll see this, you know, with a lot of state governments where CBD now has become federally legal, and a state, uh, you know, attorney general will make a comment saying, you know, it's illegal. And uh, Alabama is a great state where they they said something, you know, CBD was illegal, and then upon further review, they kind of changed their opinion, and so. The AMA uh, decision is obviously very unfortunate, but it's not surprising. I think what's happening is everyone is just trying to find their way. And it wouldn't be surprising to me if the AMA in six months changes their opinion. I think what's happening, especially with these large corporations that are thinking about entering the CBD space or allowing marketing of CBD, they're just kind of trying to throw the brakes on it before it gets out of hand and, and kind of trying to get the lay of the land because when the Farm Bill passed, it was kind of all bets were off, it's federally legal, let's go for it. And, you know, we're still waiting for the FDA to kind of give some guidance on serving size that they prefer and, you know, making sure that CBD companies are adhering to, you know, consumer safety practices and things like that. So the AMA decision obviously kind of caught me by surprise because we we have a lot of athletes um uh, you know, a lot of people that are participating in Supercross that use our Medicare products on a routine basis yeah. uh, and are benefiting from it dramatically. And so seeing the AMA come out and say, well, you know, you can't advertise, that that certainly sucks. But, you know, my expectation, I think the, the relief that everyone can take in it is that it's probably a short-lived decision. We'll see in six months, you know, what that decision still stands as, as everyone gets a little bit more educated on CBD.
1: Absolutely. And in addition to that, uh, I, I think that doesn't, uh, have like uh by no means does it mean that uh an athlete can't uh have a uh, a personal sponsor that on their uh basically like week to week while they're training and stuff like that couldn't fly the flag for Medterra yeah. and uh and and have a personal sponsor and and when maybe when they hit the track they don't have the logo on them but uh like not unlike uh say uh um like Say if you if you're a, like a, you're a high-end watch company uh, and you sponsored a high-end athlete, or say a shoe brand, like they're not they they don't need to have that logo on them as they're racing through a set of uh, of, of jumps and bumps uh, for that branding to still uh, be attached to their social media and their personal brand. So like. Uh, I, and honestly personally, I don't think that uh, the a logo on a motocross bike as small as it probably is um, I don't know that it always does the uh, the advertiser justice so like it, it's to me it's kind of a bit of a moot point because uh, yeah week to week uh, you could fly the flag all day long
0: yeah hundred percent and that's it I mean we're still sending a bunch of product to all of our supercross athletes and and that's a, you know it like I said you know the only concern the only issue with it is that, like you said, people that may not be educated in the space see the AMA's decision and then think twice about CBD, right? And they right. think that it's illegal for whatever reason. Um, and so the only toll list that we can take in, in that is that uh, eventually that decision, I, I'm sure, will be overturned. And uh, ultimately, uh, you know, advertising will be able to work with those uh, supercross athletes on a much more public and visible level.
1: Absolutely. So uh, as Medterra continues to build and grow, and like we said, uh, only not that long ago, you're, you're at your, your living room uh, with dreams of getting even to where you're at right now, and I'm sure a little bit further, uh, going from five employees to, I believe when we were on the phone, uh, upwards of, uh, of, of 50 or even 80, uh, you, you can correct me on that, uh, employees now. Uh, how does uh, a leader like you uh, build a team around him, uh, with this cohesive unit. You guys seem to have so much fun at work. The culture is second to none. Uh, and I think that kind of, it also, that bleeds into uh, the pride that people have and, and the, your your team has in the product and delivering that that extra special uh, customer service, which like I said earlier is something that you guys are really known for. Um, There's a lot of number one companies uh, in a lot of other spaces that are very hard to get close to. They're tough to get a a, a kind of a call back from. Um, But you guys seem to uh, not only have like that uh, Mercedes Benz level product, but also have that mom and pop shop uh, mentality of take care of every single little person. And uh, I think that speaks volumes to the team that you built.
0: Yeah, well, I appreciate you saying that as well. I mean, the, the biggest thing for us is uh, maybe it's just because it wasn't that long ago. You know, we came from very, very humble beginnings and, you know, as much as we worked really hard and we've got a fantastic team, we recognize that we're very lucky to have the opportunity to help people and be where we're at. And so I think, just kind of approaching anything that we do with you know, trying to have that level of modesty and, and recognizing that we've had some luck and we've definitely had some help in getting here, you know, really kind of keeps the team grounded. So, you know, the biggest thing for us is at the end of the day, what we're doing is ultimately helping people. And it's not to say anything with the guys that are developing social media apps or dating apps aren't doing some benefit to the world or not, um, but we're able to see the real results and, you know, friends and uh, the employees. You know, reach back out to employees and say, "Oh my God, you know, my my back feels so much better, or, or I've been able to benefit in this way." So, it's kind of hard not to get excited. And the one thing that I think we do a pretty good job too is is not taking ourselves too seriously because this road, just over the last two years, has been full of ups and downs. Of. Um, You know, bank accounts get opened and closed because they're not comfortable with CBD or sponsors, or, or for example, like at the AMA's decision, things kind of come out of nowhere and either kind of laugh at it and kind of take it on the chin, or you, you know, kind of curl up into into a ball and not move forward. So I think we've just been very resilient and try to take as positive an attitude as possible as, you know, this industry's grown and matured. and, And so, That's kind of hard not to to be contagious, and as we brought more and more people onto the actual team, um, you know, it's kind of that's the culture that we've we've built, and you kind of either have to get along with that and, you know, be able to admit when you make a mistake and, like I said, not take yourself too seriously or you quickly find that you don't really fit in here,
1: so... Oh yeah, you, like, you guys have the, the theater, I think I've seen a ping pong table, of which I would be ter- <laughs> I'd be terrible at that, by the way. I'm not even sure if I'd, I, I would fit in because everyone would beat me at ping pong on a daily basis, I'd just be a whipping boy for yeah. you guys. Um, but, uh, h- well, go, ahead.
0: go ahead. Go ahead, Star Trek. I was going to say, the only clarification I do want to make on the movie theater is that was inherited with the building. So yeah, it is absolutely ridiculous that we have a movie room in the office, but it was definitely
1: inherited. Fair enough. Well, uh, it, it seems like you, there was no need to get rid of it. Definitely seems like a, a, a team building thing that you guys got going <laughs> on. And uh, the the ugly sweater party at Christmas uh, was was uh, second to none. You guys are awesome with that stuff. Um, getting back to the, uh, the the customer services side of things, that's something that you really uh, kind of uh, take to heart. Um, is that something inherent in just in your personal um, uh, like? set of values when it comes to uh, business is that uh, people can approach Medterra and, and know that they're going to get taken care of every time?
0: It, you know, it really came from just really from a financial standpoint when we were looking at the business and getting it up and running. You know, when we started Medterra, I was the guy answering the phones and packing up the packages, right? And so, you know, it goes back to that, you know, where as an e-commerce business, you don't really make a lot of money on your first order, it's the second order. So it was really just kind of a, like, from a financial standpoint, we really don't have a choice but to be good at customer service, right? Uh, and we probably could have got away with not having the best customer service like a lot of the other CD companies did at the time, but we knew long-term that that was not going to be sustainable. And so we just kind of took that approach and, uh, you know, really focused on it. And so we just did a couple of little easy things that ultimately I think you know, every company should be able to adopt no matter what you're selling. But there's so many customer or companies that I think, and I've, I've had some pretty poor customer experience, service experiences just like everyone. And I'm sure there's a couple of Medterra customers that probably don't think our customer service is great, but the overwhelming majority really enjoy it. And it's like, look, we never tell our customer service agents that there's a certain amount of time that they have to answer a phone call, right? The only KPIs that we really look at for customer service is, the, the whole time, making sure that it's as low as possible. Um, the number of missed calls, we try and keep that at absolutely zero. Um, and that's really it. You know, if a customer wants to spend 35 minutes discussing CBD because they're not necessarily comfortable with it, our customer reps, service reps, are trained to stay on the phone as, as long as it's needed. And, you know, that's where I think the independence goes in. You know, we just say, like, hey, look, let's just make sure that people aren't sitting on the phone waiting to talk to someone and let's not miss any phone calls. You guys know how to talk to people and, and be nice human beings. And the rest of it, they can kind of use and, and kind of make their own decisions. I think that's how you get to a good customer service team. Um, you know, and that's, that's really it. So it's it's something that seems so simple. And I, I really don't think we're doing anything special. It's just that we're making it a priority. And I think if you make, a, make it a priority, then it, then it can done the
1: right way. For sure. I think you guys have hit home with that, uh, and and maybe probably your strongest, uh, points of of your business. Um, Last question for you before I let you uh, get on with the rest of your Monday afternoon uh, and probably head home uh, for the day after a long, hard day uh, in the office. Uh, what's the future look like for Medterra uh, CBD? And uh, I know you guys have come out with uh, – you're coming out with a radio. Uh, you're doing your own podcast. That's exciting. Uh, I know it will be even more difficult for me to get you on this show after that. Uh, but, uh, like, what, <laughs> yeah, great. Right. What's the, and maybe I'll be a guest on yours, but um, what uh, what's the future look like for MedTerra and uh, what are some of the things that you'd like to see you guys accomplish?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Brad, I will always be a guest on the podcast. It's, it's, first off, it's a pleasure talking to you, again, cool. and you are spreading such a good message. So, no issue there, and we'd love to have you on, on our podcast. It's very much in its infancy, and we, I'm sure we can learn a lot from you. But, you know, the future of MedTerra is, I think, two things. One, recognizing that we can take this much bigger than just the, the U.S. So we're looking uh, at expanding into Europe right now. So we actually just launched our headquarters in Amsterdam. So we've got a team in Europe right now that we're growing and selling in Europe actively. Uh, we're looking at uh, Canada now as a potential option to expand into now that Canada has kind of changed some of the laws. And just a little bit further out, I believe Canada is obviously changing you know, how they're viewing cannabis and the licensing to do so. But one, you know, we wanna we want kind of increase our global footprint and kind of follow the same business practices that have made us successful in the United States. And then the other side of it is being much more than a CBD company. So we've tested the waters with these infused CBD products and we've had an overwhelming amount of success and, and positive feedback from it. And so we wanna kind of continue that. Start looking at other ingredients that we can combine with CBD we just kind of further enhance that, that efficacy and really look at specific conditions or issues that can be enhanced with the CBD plus other ingredients. So those are the two big objectives for 2019. And, uh, you know, we we definitely have got our work cut out for us. So we're
1: excited. Fair enough, my friend, uh, last, uh, last, comment before I let you go here on the Big MX radio podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. Uh, if you had a chance to uh, stand in front of uh, some a bunch of potential customers, uh never tried CBD. Uh, what would you, what, what would be a, a, a small statement that you'd have for them?
0: Just to do your research. Like that's, that's the biggest thing. You know, the, one of the biggest focuses for us as, as a company is just educating the consumer and ultimately, if you make a decision to go with Pantera or go with someone else, that's completely fine um, because we know that you know there's all this misinformation out there about CBD. So if people can be educated, then they can have expect you know realistic expectations on how the product works and can work. Uh, we obviously believe that our CBD products are the best, but uh, go to their website, go to the customer the customer service, reach out, call, ask questions, and and once you're educated, then actually make that decision. Um, on who you want to go with. And I think that would serve a lot of customers looking to get into the CV industry and start buying
1: products. Well, there you go, my friend. Jay Hartenbach here on the Big MX Radio Podcast. Uh, Jay, this has been a huge pleasure of mine. You're uh, so easy to chat with, so knowledgeable on, on all things uh, that we, we chatted about today with CV products and just your passion for uh, your 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 business bleeds over into just about everything that you touch so i really appreciate you making some time for us today um and uh yeah true true to your nature we even had to uh uh postpone this thing 30 minutes because you're you're just getting that much more work in and and just smashing it every day so we really appreciate you making time um this has been a lot of fun yeah
0: i really appreciate you having me on uh it's been an absolute pleasure
1: Absolutely, my friend. Uh, Thank you again for for making time for us. Don't hang up just yet, but for podcast's sake, we're going to cut it off right there. Hey, Big MX listeners. Thanks for listening to this episode. Check out these commercials, support our sponsors. We'll be right back to the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, Big MX listeners. Let's talk a little bit about Sick Wicks Candles. Sickwick's is the small business that you may not have heard of so far, and that's why they're on the show right now. That's why we need to get you informed. Soy-based candles are phenomenal. They're not made with the same harmful chemicals that a paraffin wax candle are made from, and the scents are unbelievable. You need to check these out. The morning moto smells like coffee. The privateer smells like beer, as it should. All these awesome candles, you gotta check them out. They're motocross dedicated and uh, they 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 burn nice and clean, they got that wood wick that sounds awesome, it, it pops and crackles just like a real fire, and uh, it's going to make your garage smell better, it's going to make your living room smell better, and if you take them into the bedroom, don't tell me about it, but enjoy it. You're going to love these candles, and you can find them at SickWicks.com, head there right now, enjoy them, and you're going to love it, absolutely, check them out. Only recently have the health benefits of CBD products been acknowledged by the masses, CBD is every bit as powerful as it is misunderstood. In the past, we've known so little about a vital system that exists in every single one of us. Medterra CBD products promote wellness and overall improved health so that you can be your very best each day. A passionate and dedicated staff have developed an impressive lineup of CBD products which help as a sleep aid, an anti-inflammatory, and for pain relief. Why choose Medterra CBD? Medterra CBD products are of the highest quality. Purity tests are done extremely frequently, and their responsive and dedicated customer care team will guide you through your CBD journey. For more information or to browse Medterra CBD's products, please visit www.medterracbd.com. Medterra CBD, our CBD, your health. Since 1979, Maxima USA has changed lubrication. Industry-leading products have equated to hundreds of championships wherever quality lubricants are needed. Maxima has built a reputation for great quality by earning lifelong customers one at a time. Customers who trust in the complete lineup of products from Maxima USA. From our flagship Castor 927 mixing oil to our famous SC1, and the full array of market leading products. Maxima has what you need on the track and in the garage. Maxima Racing Oils are proudly made in the USA. For more information, visit www.MaximaUSA.com.
3: We're gonna do whatever we want, and if you're cool with it, you're cool with it. If you're not, we're still gonna do the thing. I can just let go. Put our middle fingers up with a smile and let it roll.
2: It's
3: not just go out there and train to be number one, because it's more losers and winners in this world. I grew up in Newhall. That was 805. I got into this can.
0: I said, "That is a badass fucking like, can. The beer's even better inside." We have a band of brothers. They're different. They just like to have a good time and live life. Have
3: fun and kill it. Fast ass is nothing but fun. We all want to feel good. The average guy can go out there, throw down. I do it my way and it's all that matters. It's not easy to do this shit. My girl's looking at me to support her and i am got a broken leg from dirt bike. You see a lot of people that fall out of it. It's all so based on results and being the winner, that mentality of the 60s, 70s. That's what we try to do is bring that back where it's not so serious. I don't really like the super competitiveness of it. I like to bring something that's more lighthearted probably all serious about it at one point and kind of realize let's just have fun. That's what my old man did and it just really resonated with me riding a dirt bike on that fine line of glory and disaster. Throw your leg over a bike and haul ass across the desert and feel free. 90% of people that own a motorcycle go out on the weekends and they just want to have fun. Can't ever take that for granted. Two wheels till the wheels fall off, man. Once I feel like you become a man, you know, you get off the track and you're exhausted and you're just ice cold beer, just nothing sounds better than that. This Fast House crew is going to break the mold how it used to be and maybe even then
2: some.
1: Big MX listeners, Supercross season is coming and that means the return of the collective experience. Nobody brings you closer. Nobody gives you an exclusive experience where you are part of a privateers racing program throughout the day. I'm talking pre-race strategy, filming practice session, sessions, talking about the race track, meeting the riders, getting cool swag, getting to hang out with guys like Dave Drakes, getting to hang out with guys like me at the track. It's an awesome program and the money goes right back to the privateers. You're actually supporting their racing program and you get a really cool experience. Check it out. Google the collective experience First thing that pops up, you can check out their intern program. You can check out all that fun stuff. You guys need to get on this program. Check it out. You can, like, Collective EX, I believe, on Instagram. Uh, The Collective XP is their uh, website, I believe. Check them out. The Collective Experience. Dave Drake's over there. Great friend of mine, and he wants you guys to be part of this program. Check it out. Can't wait to see you there. The Collective Experience, a proud sponsor of the Big MX Radio Podcast.
0: Hey guys, this is Johnny Louch from the W Training Facility, powered by Crosley. Head over to Matera and enter Team W and get fifteen percent off the products. Amazing, you'll love it. And uh, thanks to the support of Big MX Radio Broadcasts. Love being on the show,
2: and talk to you soon.
1: And there it is, your interview with. Jay Hartenbach, the CEO of Medterra CBD. That was an excellent time chatting with him, and uh, now we're back in studio here in uh, in where uh, we're uh, we're on location. We're, we got a, we got the the interview done with Jay Hartenbach, and uh, and now we're still here with uh, my co-host for this particular podcast, the beautiful and talented Megan Hodgins. Uh, we'll see what we can do about changing that last name at some point, but. Um, Uh, let's talk a little bit about two fifties. We talked about four fifties with Cooper Webb and, uh, and Ken Rockson, uh, before the break when we talked to Jay, um, East coast is here, uh, Austin Forkner. He's won both races. You gotta be impressed with that kid.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He's pretty Um, wild. (laughs) He's pretty wild. Um, yeah, totally. I, I agree. It's, uh, I mean, I think, I think he's worked as hard as he could to get where he's at. So Mm -hmm. it's pretty impressive
1: he's he's lighting the world on fire um you probably notice that the 250 guys the guys at the front are a little bit less consistent uh more kind of uh the the more like uh more than likely have like a, a tough night at the office uh than the 450s go um when it comes to like it's a really short series obviously east and west they basically run half a series um like uh like like the the guys who you have to be consistent in the 250 class, but you also have to go out there and just hanging out and go win races. Um, what is it about watching the 250s uh, that excites you uh, rather than the, the 450s? Like obviously, those those kids are a little younger, they're a little bit more aggressive, and they uh, they hang it out.
2: Yeah, I think the I think the 250s have kind of um, uh, an interesting aspect as it, like because you know that they're 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 just starting. Uh, 'Cause they are so young, they're just yeah, kind of
1: into their pro career. Yeah,
2: they're just starting in their pro career. So you kinda you kinda get to see a little bit of a of who they are now and then you get to kinda follow them along, hopefully if they stick with it and uh, and keep going and you because know, there's some of them are some of them are seventeen, some
1: Turn pro at sixteen, yeah. Yeah, so
2: some so of them are really young and you get to kind of see that uh, then work through that and and uh, I think that's probably the most interesting aspect between the two fifties and the four fifties.
1: Fair enough. And uh last question for you before uh we hang up the podcast here. Uh live for oh not so live, this is definitely not a live podcast. Uh but uh in studio guest Megan Hodgins here, the Big MX Radio Podcast. Um aside from makeup tomato, obviously uh, promoting women in the sport, you gotta uh you gotta love when they show video of the, the youngest riders that hit the track, the the KJSC, the KTM Junior Challenge. Um what what comes to mind when you think of uh when you see those little guys take on the track
2: i think it's adorable um i love seeing the 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 fact that the that ktm sets them up with all the with all the gear and having them uh they they're all kind of put in an equal standpoint um with uh with everything that they're given so um it's it's an amazing opportunity to kind of have uh the potential future of motocross like Mm -hmm. just, uh, focused on for just a few moments and just, and they have that, uh, they have the spotlight on them for that moment and they, they get to enjoy and see what it feels like to be in, uh, literally on the same dirt as their, their potential heroes and, and the professionals. So I think that's really, really cool and absolutely adorable to see, uh, the, the little ones on the, on the, on the dirt. So I think that's probably... I don't know that's one of my favorite uh, aspects for sure I love when they when they show that so
1: Absolutely. And actually, there's a few kids over the years, including Ryan Dungey, and uh, I believe, yeah, for sure, uh, Zach Osborne, who came back to racing this last weekend. Um, they've actually competed as a KTM Junior Challenge athlete and then gone on to uh, win championships in uh, in Supercross. So uh, that's pretty exciting. Megan, uh, this has been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. We really appreciate you making some time to uh, sit with us a little bit and talk some Supercross uh, um is this going to be a one-and-done, or can we expect you on the podcast a little bit more frequently going forward?
2: Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'd I'm, love to come on again as awesome. many times as you'd let me. So.
1: Perfect. Well, uh, I appreciate you uh, letting me kind of grill you on some questions and talk a little bit about Supercross. And uh, looking forward to um, the... Detroit Supercross coming up in about a week's time. We'll we'll definitely be uh, glued to the television for that. And uh, thanks for doing the podcast with me, sweetheart. Well, thank you. Awesome. And there you have it, folks. Big MX Radio Podcast here uh, all the way from Lack to Bonnie. Really appreciate everyone who took the time to to listen to this. And hopefully you had a lot of fun with it as we did. Um, Check out... MedterraCBD.com. Save yourself 15% by entering discount code BigMXRadio15. And uh, yeah, I like, uh, appreciate you guys listening. If you have a request or if you have any uh, feedback you'd like to give us here on the Big MX Radio podcast, just email me, bradgebhart88 at gmail.com. Hit me up. And uh, yeah, I want to hear from you. So uh, if you have a request or if you have any feedback, bradgebhart88 at gmail.com. Appreciate you guys listening. Take care and uh, we'll, we'll chat again soon. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Radio Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Maxima USA, proven under the toughest conditions. The Collective Experience. Access your dreams at thecollectivexp.com. CollectiveXP.com. Candles, Soy Candles, and Wax Melts for Moto fans like you. Medterra CBD. Our CBD, your health. Find out more at medterracbd.com.